You're listening to Audio Divina, reflecting on the gospel with Father Francis J. Maloney, SDB. In this episode, we look at the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 17 to 37. Jesus continues to reflect upon the laws by reminding everyone of them. He interprets the law with the words, But I say to you, on the authority of his own person and word, he does not deny the value of the law of Israel, but he asks we look deeper into the reasons for our obedience to God. The law of Israel calls us to right living, and Jesus' interpretation of the law brings it to perfection by asking that we adopt a higher righteousness. We begin now with a reading of the text by Ed. Do not imagine that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to complete them. In truth I tell you, till heaven and earth disappear, not one dot, not one little stroke is to disappear from the law until all its purpose is achieved. Therefore, anyone who infringes even one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be considered the least in the kingdom of heaven. But the person who keeps them and teaches them will be considered great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, If your uprightness does not surpass that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard how it was said to our ancestors, You shall not kill, and if anyone does kill, he must answer for it before the court. But I say this to you, anyone who is angry with a brother will answer for it before the court. Anyone who calls a brother fool will answer for it before the Sanhedrin. And anyone who calls him traitor will answer for it in hellfire. So then, if you are bringing your offering to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar, go and be reconciled with your brother first, and then come back and present your offering. Come to terms with your opponent in good time while you are still on the way to the court with him, or he may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the officer, and you will be thrown into prison. In truth I tell you, you will not get out till you have paid the last penny. You have heard how it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say this to you, if a man looks at a woman lustfully, he has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye should be your downfall, tear it out and throw it away. For it will do you less harm to lose one part of yourself than to have your whole body thrown into hell. And if your right hand should be your downfall, cut it off and throw it away, for it will do you less harm to lose one part of yourself than to have your whole body go to hell. It has also been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a writ of dismissal. But I say this to you, everyone who divorces his wife, except for the case of an illicit marriage, makes her an adulteress, and anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, You have heard how it was said to our ancestors, You must not break your oath, but must fulfill your oaths to the Lord. But I say this to you, Do not swear at all, either by heaven, since that is God's throne, or by earth, since that is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, since that is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your own head either, since you cannot turn a single hair white or black. All you need say is yes, if you mean yes. No, if you mean no. 
Anything more than this comes from the evil one. We will now hear a reflection on the text by Father Maloney. As we mentioned in our reflection last week, the uh, presence of the Feast of the Presentation on a Sunday meant that we didn't read the section of Matthew's Gospel that introduces his famous Sermon on the Mount. Last week, we saw little parables that appear at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount in which Jesus shifts the symbols of salt and light away from the law in Israel to the Christian in the world. The law was the salt. The law was the light in Israel's tradition. That remains true, but now the Christian is the salt of the earth and the light of the world. That inevitably raises the question of how did Jesus relate to the Lord of Israel and how does he want us to continue in our appreciation and living of the law of Israel. Jesus did not come to abolish the law, he tells us today, but he claims that he has come to bring it to perfection. There is a gospel way in which the law must still be lived, for it really to be the law not just of a nation, but the law of God. In our passage today, Jesus will not only tell his disciples that they must live the law and live it in its perfection, but he will already begin to show them such a lifestyle, as Jesus invites his disciples to live the perfection of the law. He points forward to the way in which he will show them the embodiment of the perfection of the law. The passage we read in today's Gospel is one of the key passages across the whole Gospel that guides us to a proper understanding of the Gospel of Matthew, which we will be considering for the whole of Year A. Jesus tells his disciples at the beginning of his sermon, until such time as the law is brought to perfection, when heaven and earth pass away, every detail of the law must be lived. Jesus tells his disciples that until heaven and earth disappear, until its purpose is achieved. Notice the double use of the word which indicate a future time, until, until. As we will be reflecting on the Gospel of Matthew the whole year, it's important for us to pause a moment and understand what Matthew is trying to tell us about Jesus and his mission. One might think that these references to a future time, until heaven and earth disappear, point to the traditional idea of the final end of all time when God comes in judgment to destroy everything and to save only the good. But this is not the case for Matthew. The end of heaven and earth, the disappearance of heaven and earth, is not at the end of the world, but at the end of Jesus' life. 
Jesus wants to tell us that when he comes to his death and his resurrection, then that will be a time in which the whole world changes. And in fact, in his story, as we will see when we read the Passion account and the Resurrection account at Easter, as Jesus dies, the skies darken, there is an earthquake, and the rocks split. The holy ones of our old rise from their tombs and are seen in the city. At his resurrection, the guards are struck down as if dead. Angels appear in blinding light, and there is a further earthquake. Jesus is telling us that heaven and earth are passing away because the life, death and resurrection of Jesus mark the time when the law is brought to its perfection and from then on there is a new way to approach God. Returning now to our Gospel of today, Jesus instructs his followers how to share in his perfect living of the law. He will spend his whole life responding to the law of Israel. He will bring that law to its perfection in his loving self-gift in death. In his Sermon on the Mount, as he begins, he moves steadily through passages from the law of Israel given to Moses at Sinai. He uses a phrase well known by his Jewish listeners. You have heard how it was said to our ancestors. In our gospel today, he says that four times. His Jewish Christian readers immediately recognize that he's about to state a law given to Moses at Sinai. You must not kill. You must not commit adultery. You must not break your oath. But each of these sacred laws is reinterpreted on the basis of the authority of the person and the word of Jesus. Using another stock phrase, he surprises his audience by saying, But I say to you, anyone who is angry with his brother will answer for it before the court. If a man looks at a woman lustfully, he has already committed adultery. Do not swear at all. Say yes if you mean to say yes. But notice that the laws of old are not denied. Jesus does not quote from the laws against killing, adultery and divorce only to deny them. Killing, adultery and divorce remain breaches of the law. But now he exhorts his followers to obey such laws, not simply because a law tells them they have to, but tells them why they should obey this law. It should be something that comes from deep within them. No longer should a way of love following Jesus be something that is lived because a law is given to us, telling us that we must do it that way. As followers of Jesus, as followers of the person who reinterprets the law saying, I say this to you, tells us why we should live as we try to live. 
Jesus calls us, his followers, to a righteousness which is not the result of the obedience of a law. It is a righteousness which arises from a deeply felt Christian commitment to Jesus' lifestyle. This lifestyle will indeed lead to death and resurrection, but at his death and resurrection, heaven and earth will disappear and a new age will begin. The key to today's gospel is found in a modern paraphrase of the words of Jesus. For I tell you, if your virtue goes no deeper than that of those who only believe in a certain way because they feel they have to, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The opposite is true. If your virtue is the result of your love, the kingdom of heaven will be yours. We now recommend 10 to 15 minutes of personal reflection on what you've just heard. Please pause the track now and resume when you're ready to return. Welcome back. We conclude now with a reading of the text by Sharon. Do not imagine that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to complete them. In truth, I tell you, till heaven and earth disappear, not one dot, not one little stroke, is to disappear from the law until all its purpose is achieved. Therefore, anyone who infringes even one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be considered the least in the kingdom of heaven. But the person who keeps them and teaches them will be considered great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, if your uprightness does not surpass that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard how it was said to our ancestors, You shall not kill. And if anyone does kill, he must answer for it before the court. But I say this to you, anyone who is angry with a brother will answer for it before the court. Anyone who calls a brother fool will answer for it before the Sanhedrin. Anyone who calls him traitor will answer for it in hellfire. So then, if you are bringing your offering to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar. Go and be reconciled with your brother first, and then come back and present your offering. Come to terms with your opponent in good time, while you are still on the way to the court with him, or he may hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the officer, and you will be thrown into prison. In truth, I tell you, you will not get out till you have paid the last penny. You have heard how it was said you shall not commit adultery, but I say this to you, if a man looks at a woman lustfully, he has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye should be your downfall, tear it out and throw it away, for it will do you less harm to lose one part of yourself than to have your whole body thrown into hell. And if your right hand should be your downfall, cut it off and throw it away, for it will do you less harm to lose one part of yourself than to have your whole body go to hell. 
It has also been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a writ of dismissal. But I say this to you, everyone who divorces his wife, except for the case of an illicit marriage, makes her an adulteress, and anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard how it was said to our ancestors, you must not break your oath, but must fulfil your oath to the Lord. But I say this to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, since that is God's throne, or by earth, since that is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, since that is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your own head either, since you cannot turn a single hair white or black. All you need say is yes, if you mean yes, no, if you mean no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. Thanks for listening to Audio Divina. Special thanks to our readers for this episode, Ed and Sharon. If you would like to be a reader or have any other feedback, please contact us at audiodivina at salesians.org.au or on our Facebook page.